Krishna Vanchakalpa Trubyas Chakra Pasindu Bia Bachapatitanam Bhavanabio Vaishnavabio Namu Namaha. So we're continuing with the eleventh uh, canto, chapter thirty-one. We're up to text number uh, twenty-five. And we will conclude the eleventh canto today. Um so we're 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 starting there at uh, at, at at Stri bala vridan adaya hanta shesandananjayaha indra prastam samavesha vajram tatrabya sechayat. Arjuna uh, took the survivors of the Yadu dynasty, <coughs> the women, children, and old men to Indraprastha, where he installed Vraja as ruler of the Yadus. Uh, so, uh, what's happened up to this point, uh, just re- go back a little bit, please get the context if you've forgotten. That, uh, go back to 23, as soon as Dwarka was abandoned by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the ocean flooded it on all sides, O King, sparing only his palace. Lord Madhusudana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is eternally present in Dwarka. It is the most auspicious of all auspicious places, and merely remembering it destroys all contamination. And then today's text uh, that that uh, he took the survivors. There's no purports to either of these uh, the, the these people who didn't take place because the men basically killed each other off. Uh, so it's uh, Sri Bala uh, uh, Vidda, uh, elders, old people, Adaya, uh, uh, taking them. Uh, those remaining, the Shesha, the, the, those who remained. Uh, uh, to uh, Indraprastha, happily it reminds you it's the capital of the Pandavas in the word for word. And then uh, there he placed upon the throne uh, Vajra, the son, grandson of Arjuna, the son of uh, of, uh, Aniruddha the grandson of Lord Krishna, uh, and uh, uh, so it was, uh, yeah, the, the son of Aniruddha, so who was one of the sons of Krishna. So there, placed him on the throne, it says here. And uh, uh, if you, if you uh, go back, actually, in the first canto, 15th chapter... <laughs> Text 39, 
Uh, it says, well, text 38, uh, we have to go back a little bit. Uh, thereafter, in the capital of Hastinapur, this is 1.15.38, he enthroned his grandson, this is, he is Krishna here, who was trained and equally qualified as emperor and master of all lands bordered by the seas. And then 39, then he posted Vajra, the son of Aniruddha, grandson of Lord Krishna, at Matra as the king of Shurasena. Afterwards, Maharaj Yudhisthira performed a prajapatya sacrifice and placed himself, placed in himself the fire for quitting household life. So there's the, that, that description uh, that we've already had. So it's interesting how the Bhagavatam comes back around <laughs> because you start, you know, uh, just after Krishna's disappearance and the, how the narration of the Bhagavatam was then then uh, started there uh, to uh, tell people about it. So now we're back around. So, uh, uh, anyway, we'll come back to that a little bit. But uh, that's what happened there. Uh, and... Uh, Yeah, let's, let's read the purport a little bit uh, of uh, the 1539. It says, Maharaj Yudhishthira, after placing Maharaj Prikshit on the imperial throne of Hastinapur, and after posting Vajra, the great-grandson of Lord Krishna, as the king of Matra, accepted the renounced order of life. The system of the four orders of life and four castes in terms of quality and work known as Varnashram Dharma is the beginning of real human life and Maharaj Yudhishthira, as the protector of the system of human activity, timely retired from active life as a sannyasi, handing over the charge of the administration to a trained prince, Maharaj Prikshit. And then Prabhupada goes on to talk here about the... Uh, system of Varna and Ashram, and then he mentions modern politicians do not wish to retire from active life, <laughs> even if they are old enough, but Yudhishthira Maharaj is an ideal king, voluntarily retired from active administrative life to prepare himself for the next life. Everyone's life must be so arranged that the last stage of life, say at least 15 to 20 years prior to death, can be absolutely devoted to the devotional service of the Lord to attain the highest perfection of life. It is really foolishness to engage oneself all the days of one's life in material enjoyment and fruitive activities, because as long as the mind remains absorbed in fruitive work for material enjoyment, there is no chance of getting out from conditioned life or material bondage. This Prabhupada has written in Vrindavan when he had... <laughs> done just that you know 
no one should follow the suicidal policy of neglecting one's supreme task of obtaining highest perfection of life, knowing going back to God, uh, back home, back to Godhead. Well, that's that was Prabhupada's uh, uh, purport to that. And so here uh, it goes on about Maharaj Yudhishthira. Uh, but we'll continue and finish uh, uh, here with uh, text 26 goes Shrutva Suridvadam Rajan Arjunate Pitamaha Tvam Tu Vamsadaram Kritva Jagmu Sarve Mahapatam Hearing from Arjuna about the death of their friend, my dear king, your grandfathers established you, this is Maharaj Prichit they're talking to, as the maintainer of the dynasty and left to prepare for their departure from the world. Now, we've already heard all about this if you've been reading Bhagavatam or listening to Bhagavatam all along. There's no purports to this one. So, Shrutva, hearing uh, about the uh, departure of their friend, Surit. Uh, Surit literally means good heart, <laughs> a friend. Uh, uh, so, then you, then your Pitamaha, your grandfathers, Yudhishthira and his brothers, uh, established you as the main. So he knows all this already because <laughs> he he's part of the story. And then they left for the Mahapatam, their departure from this world. Notice what it's called the Mahapata, the great journey. Uh, that's uh, a journey you can actually prepare yourself for. And you just don't have to sit there bewildered. What happened? You know? <laughs> What did it all mean? Where is it all gone? Well, no, it's a, another journey. And uh, uh, you can start it now. So then we go on, text 27. Yaitadeva-devasya-viṣṇu-karmāni-janmacā-kīryayat-śraddhyā-martyā-sarva-pāpāya-prabhu-cate. Its translation is, a person who, with faith, engages in chanting the glories of these various pastimes and incarnations of Vishnu, the Lord of Lords, will gain liberation from all sins. Uh, there's no BBT purport. Um, uh, Banuswami translates this a little differently. Uh, a person who, with faith, engages in chanting the glories of these various pastimes and births of Krishna, of Krishna, they say incarnations of Vishnu here, but they, he says following uh, Vishnu Chakravarti, uh, Krishna, the Lord of Lords, will be free from all sins. Because Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur just says, Two verses describe the results of chanting the pastimes of Krishna from the beginning. That's the, that's the Bhagavatam. Uh, 
So that's why what we're doing today, and we have been doing, uh, this is good for you. And when it's talking about preparing for death, here the name for a human being is marcha, means a mortal, or one who is going to die. <laughs> so this is the way you become free from sarva, papa, all, all sins. Uh, so that's been uh, descri- being described here. And then we come to the uh, last text, 28. <clears throat> Here the meter changes. Itam harer bhagavato ruchiravatara viryani balacharitani cha santamani andyatrachita chashutani grinani Excuse me. Anyatra ceha chasutani grinan manusho boktim param paramaham sagatao labeta. The all auspicious exploits of the all attractive incarnations of the of Lord Sri Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead. And also the pastimes he performed as a child are described in this Srimad Bhagavatam and in other scriptures. Anyone who clearly chants these descriptions of his pastimes will also attain transcendental loving uh, service unto Lord Krishna, who is the goal of all perfect <coughs> sages. This is a uh, Palastuti or Shruti, a verse that describes the benefits that occurred. <laughs> so these come at the end, the, the, these, these kind of verses. When Vishnu Targa, two verses describe the result of chanting the pastimes. So this is a conventional thing to do to tell the reader the benefits you will get from uh, having undergone this. So, Itam Harer Bhagavata. Thus, itam is thus, uh, the uh, uh, exploits vir, uh, viryani of the uh, avatars, actually it says, uh, incarnations of the Supreme Lord Hari, uh, all those one. And then it says, as well as his bala charitani, his childhood pastimes, uh, 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 which are described uh, most auspiciously here and in other scriptures. It says he iha here, and also shrutani uh, elsewhere, anyatra, and also elsewhere here and elsewhere. Uh, these are heard, grinani clearly chanted. A person who does these, then that person gets. Uh, uh, Supreme Bhakti, uh, literally, uh, um, uh, unto Lord Krishna, who is the uh, goal uh, of all uh, perfected sages. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti remarks that here, where it mentions Bala, 
childhood pastimes. He picks up on that one. Uh, Bala is defined as age up to 16, according to many persons. Thus, the pastimes in Vrindavan are the most blissful. <laughs> Put in a plug for that, huh? These are described in the Bhagavatam and other Puranas. One will attain supreme param bhakti, or, that is, uh, prema. So that's, uh, that's the uh, conclusion uh, uh, there of this, uh, 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 this chapter. Uh, so since it mentions that you should read more of this, I'm going to go back a little bit. We'll look look some of this here. Uh, we have a little time, right? Okay, because we finished off. So here I want to begin uh, on Canto One, Chapter Fifteen. Uh, uh, we read the the other version of this end of of, of, of uh, Krishna's uh, pastimes. Uh, we'll go back to uh, text uh, thirty-two. I'll just. Uh, Um, so this 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 here the chapter fifteen of Canto one, which is called the the Pandavas retire timely. Uh, This, the narration here picks up in Maharaj Yudhisthira. Upon hearing of Lord Krishna's returning to his abode, and upon understanding the end of the Yadu dynasty's earthly manifestation, Maharaj Yudhisthira decided to go back home, back to Godhead. This is 1532. Uh, um, uh, Kunti after overhearing Arjuna's telling of the end of the Yadu dynasty and the disappearance of Lord Krishna, engaged in the devotional service of the transcendental personality of Godhead with full attention, and thus gained release from the course of material existence. And Prabhupada remarks in the purport here of 33, the setting of the sun does not mean the end of the sun. <laughs> That's the example there. Uh, it means that the sun is out of our sight. Similarly, the end of the mission of the Lord on a particular planet or universe only means he is out of our sight. The end of the Yanu dynasty does also does not mean that it is annihilated. It disappears along with the Lord out of our sight. Prabhupada described that Krishna's coming is just like any big person when they travel, there's an entourage with them. You, know, you never, never by themselves. And so similarly, when Krishna travels, that is to say, when he descends to different planets or goes from universe to universe even, uh, he is always accompanied by his associates and his his aides and his aide-de-camps and his entourage and, and, and so on. So, uh, that's here. As Maharaj Yudhisthira decided to prepare to go back to Godhead, so also Kunti decided. Uh, 
and thus she fully engaged herself in the transcendental devotional service of the Lord, which guarantees one a passport for going back to Godhead. <laughs> so you can travel too. You know. That's the, we need that passport stamped, <laughs> approved. After quitting the, this present material body, and then Prabhupada says, the beginning of devotional service to the Lord is the beginning of spiritualizing the present body. And thus an unalloyed devotee of the Lord loses all material contact in the present body. The abode of the Lord is not a myth, as is thought by the unbelievers or ignorant persons, but one cannot reach there by any material means like a Sputnik or a space capsule. (laughs) This is all going on when Prabhupada was writing this stuff. But one can certainly reach there after leaving this present body, and one must prepare himself to go back to Godhead by practicing devotional service. That guarantees a passport for going back to Godhead, and Kunti adopted it. Notice how he says this, Prabhupada tells us, um, that the the uh, unalloyed devotee that unalloyed is a way of saying pure uh, uh, no alloys are present an unalloyed devotee of the Lord loses all material contact in the present body so that you're there already actually and so going back to Godhead is just an easy step then for that person uh, anyway, uh, so then we go on. Uh, the Supreme Unborn Lord Sri Krishna caused the members of the Yadu dynasty, this is text 34, the members of the Yadu dynasty to relinquish their bodies and thus he relieved the burden of the world. This action was like picking up a thorn with a thorn, although both are the same to the controller. So what ha- happened also was that the Yadu's were, dynasty was so heavy-duty and the uh, 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 so this was wanted them to also like uh, 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 come away from the uh, uh, world uh, another thing. So Then it goes on, uh, 35, The Supreme Lord relinquished the body which he manifested to diminish the burden of the world. Just like a a magician, he relinquishes one body to accept a different one, like the fish incarnation and others. So he can simply uh, change bodies without changing his personality. He doesn't transmigrate in this way. And so Prabhupada explains how uh, the Lord has multiple forms at the same time. So then, uh, then it says uh, in text 36, when the personality of Godhead Lord Krishna left this earthly planet in his self-same form, from that very day Kali, that is the personality of this age, who had already partially appeared, became fully manifest, 
to create inauspicious conditions for those who are endowed with the poor fund of knowledge. So the Kali Yuga had already begun while Lord Krishna was present, so but it had to stay a, away. Uh, and so then now when the Lord was gone, it could fully manifest. Maharaj Yudhisthira was intelligent enough to understand the influence of the age of Kali, characterized by increasing avarice, falsehood, cheating, and violence uh, throughout the capital, state, home, and among individuals. So he wisely prepared himself to leave home, and he dressed accordingly. Uh, it's always described sometimes as he took sannyas. Not really, he became renounced, but because he wasn't a Brahmin or was a Kshatriya, they didn't take sannyas in the same way, but did the, did the same thing of, of giving up all manifestations of royalty. Uh, and so this Adharma uh, chakra, this circle of in, irreligion, uh, that uh, really set in. And then, thereafter, in the capital of Hastinapur, he enthroned his grandson, who was trained and equally qualified as the emperor and master of all lands bordered by the sea. Then he posted Vajra, the son of Aniruddha, grandson of Lord uh, Krishna at Matra, as the king of Shurasena. Afterwards, Maharaj Yudhisthira performed a prajapatya sacrifice and placed himself placed in himself the fire for quitting household life. So he performed this uh, this uh, in, uh, internal uh, uh, activity of renunciation. And then it goes on, I'll just keep reading, Maharaj Yudhisthira had once relinquished all his garments, belt and ornaments of the royal order, and became completely disinterested and unattached to everything. Uh, in the olden days, this was the same in Europe as then. You could just by looking at a person, you could know everything about them. <clears throat> because w- even in England in medieval days, what what your station in life was, you could only wear certain clothes and not wear certain clothes. So immediately you could see somebody, you could identify them. That survives today in the military. If you meet a military officer in uniform and you can know how to read it, you know his rank, his station, he's got uh, service medals over his uh, 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 left side of his chest, tells you all the different places he was and where he served. You can see the whole thing just by looking at them. And that used to be, it's archaic in the military, but and it serves pur- purposes there, but this was the way people were in India and in Europe, up, up until modern times, pretty much, where you could actually tell. Now everybody dresses like children, but then... <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt and short pants, yeah, just like kids. But then, <laughs> really, really, you can read the laws. I've seen them in England, you know, what what furs you could wear, what kind of clothes you could wear, who, who was restricted, who was not restricted. People were actually brought to courts of law for wearing the wrong things, you know. It was like really interesting. So this is not so even far from, from, from uh, even Europe. It wasn't that long ago. 
So this is why giving up all those costumes, you know, of, of, of was like a big thing. I mean, you really did, you know, change your inside, but show it on the outside. Uh, then Maharaj Yudhisthira, you know, withdrew his consciousness from worldly affairs, and this is described in 43, thus annihilating the gross body of five elements into three qualitative modes of material nature. He merged them into one nescience and absorbed that nescience in the self, Brahman, which is inexhaustible in all circumstances. This kind of winding up is what's done by yogis. Uh, Uh, So they reverse, yogis by meditation can reverse the act of creation uh, in in this way. It doesn't mean the body wasn't there, but now he himself was withdrawn from it. Because the next verse, 43, after that, Maharaj Yudhisthira dressed himself in torn clothing gave up eating all solid foods, voluntarily became dumb, dumb. that's speechless, he didn't speak anymore, by dumb, that's what the original (laughs) meaning of the dumb is, and let his hair hang loose. All this combined to make him look like an urchin or madman with no occupation. The old meaning of the English word urchin, now it means a little child, but was some adult who was like a child. He did not depend on his brothers for anything, and just like a deaf man, he heard nothing. He then started toward the north, treading the path accepted by his forefathers and great men to devote himself completely to the thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he lived in that way wherever he went. So, the younger brothers of Maharaj Yudhisthira, observing that the age of Kali had already arrived throughout the world and that the citizens of the kingdom were already affected by irreligious practice, therefore they decided to follow in the footsteps of their elder brother. They had all performed all the principles of religion and as a result rightly decided that the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna are the supreme goal for all. Therefore they meditated upon his feet without interruption. Thus by pure consciousness due to constant devotional remembrance they attained the spiritual sky which is ruled over by the Supreme Narayan, Lord Krishna. That is attained only by those who meditated upon the one Supreme Lord without deviation. The abode, This abode of Lord uh, Sri Krishna, known as Goloka Vrindavan, cannot be attained by persons who are absorbed in the material conception of life, but the Pandavas, being completely washed of all material contamination, attain that abode in their very same bodies. Because they're also pure devotees, so they, they, they had attained their spiritual existence. So f- f- for the, those people, in a sense, death doesn't take place uh, uh, like that. Uh, and so then it goes on uh, in that way, 
describing how these uh, the Pandavas uh, 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 left uh, this, uh, this 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 world also and waited for the uh, uh, and returned with uh, uh, Krishna, and so it goes on. Uh, the, all everybody else leaves uh, at this time. So here we are today. <laughs> with this, uh, there's this sense of belatedness, and of course, what the the, the beginning of the Bhagavatam says, the the question the sages are. Now, after all this has happened, how can one attain liberation in this world? And they said, yeah, you can, because uh, that, that although Krishna has left, the Bhagavatam has arisen. So that people in this age of darkness can get light from it. So this book that we are reading uh, and hearing about today is how that in that that one can uh, one can uh, uh, continue uh, uh, and and can actually participate in the pastimes of Krishna and uh, by by hearing and chanting about Krishna in this this particular Kali Yuga because it happens to be the one that follows. Uh, the, that one yuga cycle in which Krishna appears at the at the end of the previous age and this age is special, and then Lord Chaitanya comes to give us access uh, to the uh, this understanding of what uh, to appreciate Krishna's pastimes. So the, this Bhagavatam is Prabhupada calls it the the book incarnation of Krishna. Krishna came himself, and then now the the Bhagavatam has has appeared. So, anyway, that's uh, we're now we're going to have a break, huh? And uh, we will continue with the twelfth canto of the Bhagavatam when we return. Do you know when exactly that's going to be? We we figured it out. It depends. It's either. August 13th or the 20th? Yeah, it'll either be the 13th of August or the 20th. Depending if we want to start before or after John Mosby. Yeah, before or after John Mosby, yeah. We'll see how things go. <laughs> You're taking, going someplace? Yeah. yeah I'm going, going to, down to Philadelphia and visiting with some people and so on. Disciples and such. Huh? Disciples and such. Yeah, well, the disciples are gathering. Get together. So, that's what's going to happen. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, you can read more in, the, in this this uh, this uh, story uh, on your own. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so then we'll pick up there. So, any questions or comments? online and you want to ask a question you can type your question into the Mayapur TV chat box to the right of the screen or you can use the chat box on Ravindra Sapur's website rsdasa.com 
And if you're on the phone, you can press star six and that will unmute yourself. Or if you're in the live studio audience, you can just ask a question or comment. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, um, he says, how many meanings are there for the word liberation? How many meanings are there for the word liberation? Well, um, there there are several. <laughs> I mean, to, to 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 be liberated means to be free from. Uh, I mean, at the, at the at the time of death you're liberated from the gross body. That is to say, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, you know, the gross material body. So that could be death is, you're you're shuffled off the mortal coil. But because there is still the subtle body, and that subtle body goes with you, if you have material desires, you take birth again. So you and you have karma. You have good and bad karma, and you get the results. So you're not liberated. Uh, so again, you take another gross body. So liberation really means liberation from the subtle body. The the mind, and Prabhupada describes the mind as being the repository of all material desires. That that people get attachment, and then they're dying. And uh, they're thinking what they're thinking about, what they're most attached to. And, uh, you know, if you, you, all you have is your best friend is the dog and everybody else is gone. And, and you die thinking of the dog, you can take birth as a dog again. So what your mind is focused on. So people are usually thinking about what they're most attached to. Uh, 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 and and so you, you take birth again. By the way, su- suicide doesn't liberate you either. Uh, if the suicide is done out of disgust and things like that, then you simply end up taking birth as a tree or, or something. Or certain rocks are actually living beings. Very, very modes of deep in the modes of ignorance. So suicide doesn't liberate you either. Only if you, you know, enter into the fire thinking of Krishna for some reason like that. But otherwise, you know, if it's if it's if it's done the reason most reason people commit suicide, it's not not at all good. So that's that's one kind of idea of uh, uh, of liberation. So liberation means you, and then there there, there can be liberation into the Brahma Jyoti, the impersonal. Although even that's described as you can come back down again from that, because we are persons, and and just to be an impersonal spirit is not really a fully uh, fulfilled condition. Uh, and then, uh, so when there's a relationship with Krishna or with the, with the, with the uh, with, either with Paramatma or or, or with a, uh, Bhagavan, then there's also other different liberations that are 
that are, are there depending upon uh, your relationship. So the, 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 the ultimate liberated condition is to be in the eternal association of Krishna. And, and there, there one, one is in a fully satisfied condition uh, of, of happiness and fulfillment which is actually ever increasing and ever more enjoyable. And then also, depending on whether there's worship of a relationship with Krishna and on reverence or in friendship, that's another thing. Ramananda Prabhu comments and asks, he says, fascinating about changing of outside costume, changings of outside costume represents inside change, and that in the military you still know a person by his exterior dress. Very interesting point. Where can we read more about how in medieval Europe one could be arrested for wearing the wrong dress? That's amazing. I don't remember where I read it. It was some history book where they they, they just mentioned the, some, some, some of these laws that were passed you know, in England about what you could wear and not wear. And the reason they knew about it was because of preserved court records mm-hmm. about these things. You know, so so that that's I, I I don't remember where where I I, I knew about that, but uh, that really was the way the way it was. I mean, you could see a person and you'd know right away what their rank in life was. Just like you know, you still see that in the in in, in the, the the church vestments and things like that. How people dress these. These kind of things, uh, you know, how how cardinals dress one way and monks dress another way, and all, all these things are are survivors from that from that time. Brahma Sampradaya says the age of Kali influences the moral character and behavior of humans on this earthly plane. Does Kali also affect the other? planetary realms and personalities. Hmm. I haven't thought about other places <laughs> uh, so much. Uh, let's see the yuga cycles. I don't think it really even even the material heavenly planets is not there. It's just 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 here in Middle Earth. <laughs> You know, so far as I know. <clears throat> Vijay Krishnapuru asks, um, "What is your view on nowadays scientist ex- scientist exploration of outer space? Is there any benefit for the devotees?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to go to the heavens, don't we? Huh? Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. A modern mythology is is uh, we want to leave the earth. We want to go to the heavenly planets that way, but uh, you got to take Earth with you. So far as we know, and at least in your spacesuit or whatever, you don't get liberated that way, and you got got to come back. So uh, yeah. There's a we have a studio audience question. <coughs> You described that the um, 
distinctions today are being blurred. Mm-hmm. You know, the externals. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is it, what is the purpose of the distinctions? I mean, what will be the effect of? Because mm. today everybody is the, the the ideal is equality or equity. Yeah. So, what's your comment on that? Well, because because uh, it used to be uh, society was openly hierarchical, <clears throat> and. Uh, uh, Upward mobility was frowned upon. Downward mobility was frowned upon. You know, like like Prabhupada was asked. You know, uh, I asked Prabhupada actually this question: Has 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 uh, Krishna created uh, uh, the proper government, the proper form of government? He said yes, Kshatriyas. Not this form or that form, but there's there people who could actually rule. I mean, to to be a, to be a, a, a kshatriya, that is to say, those people who are in charge, you know, the royal order, uh, uh, were the, these people who were fit to to to, to rule. Uh, to be a kshatriya meant you led armies. You didn't, as Prabhupada said, a real kshatriya didn't stand back in the White House and smoke cigarettes and send sudras out to die. They were leading the army. You had to put your life on the line for other people. That's what a real ruler is. You know? uh, nowadays, it's, it, it's quite different. We, we haven't seen... the. the, the in the age of Kali, everyone is a Shudra. We're all equal because we're all low class. <laughs> Basically, is, 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 is what it says. But originally, uh, according to the divine arrangement, there are, there are four Varnas. Uh, uh, Brahmanas, uh, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras. Now, and that's a hierarchical order. That therefore there is the intellectual class, the brahmanas, who could guide the heads, who could guide and direct society, the arms, who could protect uh, the, the the chest and the, the belly, the the, the vaishas who are productive, uh, food production, uh, trade. Uh, and so on, the, the, the mercantile and farming and productive class. And then the, the Shudras meant general assistance. Shudras meant a person not capable of independent action and therefore had to serve one of the other three. That was, that's the, 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 the Varna system. Uh, this, uh, originally, according to Prabhupada, was not based on hereditary heredity. He gave a lecture in India. Was that when it became her, hereditary, by heredity being the only thing? If you were born in a, in a in a certain family, you were considered to be that, and that was the only criterion. But you didn't have the qualifications. Uh, then you had unfit people, and therefore. Uh, 
Actually, Prabhupada gave a lecture in India where he blamed it. He blamed the partitioning of India into this this degraded system because because unqualified people became brahmanas and unqualified people became rulers and 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 so. The, these unqualified people mis, mistreated the Shudras, and so then when the Muslims came, they could convert them easily, the, 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 the Shudras into Muslims, because they were mistreated and not taken care of uh, properly, so that therefore you had, you know, partition ultimately of India and Pakistan and so on, all blamed on this, the the fact that people weren't taken care of properly. Uh, so that that became it became heredity, the symptom of Kali Yuga, that what class you belonged to was based on nothing but uh, uh, where you were born, birth alone. But Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita says karma. Uh, by 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 their mentality and by their qualification and their work, that's that's how to be known. Not janma. Not birth. Guna and karma by their qualities and by their aptitudes for different kinds of work. That should be the determining factor. So that's what we've seen. Uh, and, and so everywhere, you know, if if. If you have people that aren't qualified, they shouldn't really be in a position of these these kind of positions. Uh, uh, and so, the, so that that hierarchical society has been gradual. We call it progress. You know, uh, we we call it we call it progress because because what what happened is. Uh, in, in America, even in, in uh, not America, but in, in the West, uh, the the w- w- after when Christianity became prominent, the 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 priesthood was organized as the as the, as the Catholic Church, and you and you had a, that kind of system in the West. You you had the you had the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the the priest was organized as a Catholic church, uh, but the, the priest was never quite as clean as they should have been, because because the 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 head of the church was also a king. Uh, the, I mean I mean the the Vatican is now like thirty acres of land, but it used to be world headquarters, and there used to be like big chunks of Italy and other places that were owned and run by the Pope, and so because the Pope also controlled so much wealth and property, that the having the papacy became the object of their leading families of Rome <laughs> to put their own guy in there, and you know so it wasn't wasn't as you know, you had the Borgia popes and things like that that were scandalous, and gradually there was a rebellion against that. And then, you know, to re- Martin Luther came on to, as a, to reform and purify the church, but instead he got, got co-opted by, by anti-pope kings, and anyway, it fell down, it, it, it crashed. We haven't seen it.
Then you had capitalism. You know that that the there were the Vaishas took over and became the main things and. And, and and the hereditary nobility just became a kind of ceremonial post. The guys who really ran things were the money guys. And then you had the you know the communists. Well, okay, let's get rid of the, those vices and let the workers control everything. That's that's been our history of that kind of a something of a collapse. But I th- then, you know, when, when, when the Soviet Union went down, things flattened out a bit. I was wondering what was going to happen next. But you see what's happened is the vices have come back big. Today, the world is run, as far as I can tell, by an international oligarchy. doesn't matter what country you belong to, but the international oligarchy is concentrating all the wealth in a few hands. Whether, as you can see, you know, people are saying, yeah, Trump, you know, colluding with the Russians, but it's not the really, it's not the communists anymore, it's the oligarchs who control all the wealth and the bankers and they've got it all together. That's what's happened right now. That's our class society. That's that's what's gone on now. And they'll probably blow it. They're too greedy, you know, they, and when you get all the wealth concentrated in a few hands, nobody wants to do anything anymore, you know. So, anyway, I don't know the future, how it's going to work out. But Prabhupada was asked, why have you have come to the West? By some reporters in the airport. And he said, I've come to give you a brain. So what he, and it explained, you know, that society needs brains, you need brahmanas. He said, in your society, everyone is a shudra, and there are a few vaishas, which describes the West. Everyone is a shudra, and there are a few vaishas. He said, I've come to give you a brain. What it means is that if we look at our own history, we don't see real kshatriyas or real brahmanas. The intellectuals are mostly employed by business and industry, by the Vaishas, to to create wealth for themselves. That's what it's for. If you get a really good university education, you're expected to make money, or at least to support those people who make money. If you're in Silicon Valley and you're a mathematician, you got to make money. If you can't find a way to make money, you nobody, you know. The space exploration was going to go nowhere unless people can make money from it. Until you can monetize it, as they say, <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> So that's what that's why uh, you know it's uh, the, that's our situation. We haven't seen real kshatriyas, and if you really want to know who has, by the way, speaking of kshatriyas, my, my father was a professional military officer, and I saw how it worked. The people who really run things in the Pentagon are the guys who manage the big defense contracts for building aircraft carriers, for building super stealth fighters, and those, that's the real. 
Who's the cutting edge fighters now? These little guys sitting in little things with computer screens running drones, f firing down on a helpless civilian population. That's warfare. That's not Kshatriyas. Kshatriyas put their lives on the line, you know? They're warriors. We don't have them. That's, that's what's happened, and he, that's what happened. So, I don't know. That's where we are today. So you haven't really seen real brahmanas and real kshatriyas. Prabhupada said, I've come to give you a brain. The International Society for Krishna Consciousness is supposed to create brahmanas. And I, if they're real brahmanas, then I think be able to engage actual kshatriyas. Have real, real kshatriyas and so on. But there was two things. The other thing was, of course, Prabhupada wanted self-sufficient farms, communities. This meant, with cow protection. It was very, very interesting, which meant that that food production uh, and, 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 and livelihood would be really as local as possible. Food and energy production as local as possible. Because if you have cow protection, then you can really have local energy production too. See, if you have a cow that you plow with, cow protection means you plow. Use plows, not tractors. This modern agricultural methods is industry. It's all Vaisha run and a couple of little guys to run the machinery. The profits go to somebody else. Big agribusiness. And we're having to back off from agribusiness a little bit because we're starting to understand they're screwing up the world. That the ocean is full of plastic, that, you know, anyway, you know the story. If you, if you protect the cows which meant you have to make economic use of them, then you, you have bulls for plowing. And as it turns out, you know, even if you don't... Cow dung is really great fertilizer, and it also you get gas from it. And, you know, if you start doing that, you can have very local, sustainable uh, agriculture and things will be decentralized. But I, I personally don't think that will happen until people practically have no alternative. <laughs> the whole thing is going to have to collapse, unfortunately. But anyway, that's our, to have directions to create, because there is supposed to be in this Kali Yuga a 10,000-year-long golden age of Krishna consciousness. 10,000 or 1,000? I forgot. How many years did he say? 1,000 years, right? 10,000, 10, yeah. 5,000 up. That's right, it is 10,000. Sounded so much, 10,000 years. <laughs> 5,000 up and 5,000 down of a golden age of Krishna consciousness in this, this Kali Yuga. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's a long answer. <laughs> But but uh, but uh, yeah. So we 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 haven't seen real. Uh, 
All, all, all our history that we have as written history is, is from Kali Yuga. Because also writing, I've discussed this before, is a sign of decline, not advancement. Because people used to have memories. So that's another thing. We don't have good brains anymore because we don't have real milk. Because Prabhupada describes milk from happy, protected cows as having very subtle things to make, you know, good brain tissue. Try it, Melissa, try and see what happens. <laughs> cows that are taken care of, that you're, because the, the, the cows and the bulls are like supposed to be your mother and your father. And therefore you take really good care of them and you revere them like you revere your mother and father. Remember revering your parents? <laughs> <laughs> All these archaic ideas are turned out to be like really, really good ones. <laughs> and then they'll be happy and then they'll really, you know, the, because, because the subtler things are, the more powerful they are. And so, if people's mentality, and even the mentality of animals are happy, then the, the things that come from them, like milk and other things, are also more beneficial. That's what he's saying. There are subtle energies which we don't know how to control, and which actually are more powerful than gross things. Anyway, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> Kendra asks, he, he says, um, it's a, top, uh, a question a little off topic, but he says, the nectar devotion describes the rasas as Russ's one can have with Krishna, but are there corresponding varieties of relationships one can have with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Uh, with with Mahaprabhu, uh, uh, no. He is uh, because there were people that thought they could, uh, and they 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 are not uh, not accepted uh, with, with that idea. So with with Mahaprabhu, uh, he is a teacher. He's a teacher of Krishna consciousness, and and, and uh, so he he comes as a devotee, and you have the relationship with him you would have with another devotee or with a great devotee. So the Russas are with Krishna himself. So he is, he's Prabhu, he's Mahaprabhu, Master. Uh, so he's our, he's our teacher. I have one question. Yeah. So when um, pure devotees, when they leave this body and go be with Krishna and then they are then part of the entourage of his do they go wherever he goes to 
And if he comes again, or takes a body again at some point, well then, the devotees and whoever's part of that also take a body with him? Uh, when, when Krishna descends, actually he doesn't assume a material body, but his spiritual body is manifest. Uh, I mean, he, for, I mean for, from Krishna's point of view, uh, it's all his energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our ultimate philosophy is nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. So, he doesn't, he doesn't change bodies like we do. Who comes in his spiritual form? And it becomes tangible to us as though it's a material body, but it's not. Uh, and some of those devotees who come with him, they may take a material body, but it's as good as a spiritual body. But, but Krishna's always... There, there, there are millions of universes, and he's, his pastimes are always going on somewhere. Even... yeah. Uh, he, he, his, he, he, his pastimes are going on in the spiritual world is always being shown somewhere you know, it's always being displayed or one place so he's, al- he's always uh, somewhere in, in the material world too uh, and uh, so that people can have access to him and it, it, sometimes it's said that devotees who leave their body now they then go and join Krishna in one of his pastimes in the material world, and then they go back to Godhead with him. But they, they have this kind of intermediate step of assisting him in a pastime in the material world. But, but for one person who is fully Krishna conscious, a material body is not really an incon- inconvenience. I mean, you don't identify with it. Uh, uh, and, and and Prabhupada has told us that if one has become a pure devotee, the even the material world is as good as the spiritual world. You just don't you just don't depend upon it or need it or need your material body for anything. You know you can live without it, and your sustenance even it only comes from Krishna. So if you uh, uh, if an advanced devotee leaves the body, it's not a big thing because the the, the when death, I once read a definition of death actually in a, some astrology book before I was a devotee and I remembered it. It says death is the ultimate failure to perpetuate relationships. That was their definition of death. And so, if you if you are fully in Krishna consciousness, your relationships are eternal. And even Prabhupada said about his own disciples, "We are eternal associates." And so, those relationships that are based with Krishna at the center, they're eternal. So those relationships continue. So, by by becoming. Uh, a person, I'm not the enjoyer in the world, but I'm purely the servant of Krishna. I don't really, I don't really undergo death anymore. It's, we've getting it over with. 
I mean, it looks like death to people. What? You don't have sex? What? You don't, you don't eat meat? What? You know? <laughs> well, what? You know, it's like dying, right? <laughs> All the good things are taken away. We've given them up. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so this is uh, this is this is this is what 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 it is for a, a devotee. Anything else? That's it. Okay, so we'll be back either what dates again? The thirteenth or the twentieth. So stay tuned, and you'll find out whether thirteenth or the twentieth. We'll start the uh, we'll with it with uh, Canto twelve, and see what that's about. <laughs> we'll most likely be shorter than. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with the. the <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll go through some of that very fast, but we'll uh, and it's a short canto. It's only one small book. Okay, thank you very much, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Yeah.